1: Welcome back. Happy New Year, Freedom Sisters. It's 2023. How can it be? And I want to invite you into a really cool conversation during this new year, new season, new day. I love new seasons. They just reflect the mercy and the faithfulness of God. And so this conversation is going to be around a spiritual discipline and practice Of what it looks like to reset vision and direction in whatever it is that your hands are busy doing in this life. We have a new opportunity to do that as the year turns, actually as the week turns, as the day turns. But there is a common practice that I like to use in my own life. And that is taking time to reset vision. Clarify direction and process through that so that there's an intention in what we do. So this conversation you can use in your own life, and I certainly hope you do. And you could also use in your business, you could use in a ministry that you are a part of, but it's really taking that pause in the new season, in the new year that God has given us, built in creation itself, for us to walk in refreshed and reset. So with that being said, this conversation that I'm inviting Ruth into, and Ruth doesn't really need an introduction. She's the prayer coordinator of the Freedom Challenge. She is my friend and she is your freedom sister. We're going to have a conversation about what that resetting of a new year process looked like for the Freedom Challenge team. And we're going to just talk about that. And I hope there's going to be little snippets that you take from it That will, first of all, invigorate you and fill you with anticipation for the Freedom Challenge. If you're a first-time listener, maybe it's going to give you a snapshot of what's to come. If you are a longtime Freedom Sister, your heart will be stirred about what God is doing. So, Ruth, here we are, 2023. Hello, Hello, How you doing?
0: 2023. I can't quite believe it. Um... 2022 was so full that it kind of took a while getting here, I think.
1: Yes. I feel like I cartwheeled in,
0: you know, like
1: just kind of cartwheeled in. And I think part of what feels like a cartwheel in is because we actually did some of the hard work that I just talked about, about resetting a new season, kind of not just stumbling into it, but intentionally with energy walking through into that new year. And so I, you know, we talked about this, that we wanted to have a conversation of how that looked for our team. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it inspires people for um, this movement of passionate women, but also within their own lives, um, what it looks like to use really January as a catalyst to clarify where they're going. And that's what we want to bring our friends into. And I will take us back to the living room, right? So for us, the Freedom Challenge, that discipline kind of starts really, oh my goodness, like almost the summertime. So um, my expectation would be that people start doing that in the summertime, but, you know, they could. But really, we sat down in a home, which is our habit as a team, and in a very earthy, gritty way, began to say, let's look at this year and began to shape together what's coming. So with that, what did that look like for us? Tell us a little bit about that living room chat.
0: So I think, you know, a good part of setting the vision for the coming year is really paying attention to what the vision was for the year that you're in, Mm. which for me is because of how well I think we've held the vision for the year that we're in, because it was a special year. It was the 10-year anniversary year. I feel like we held the vision so well in front of us that it almost just walked to the next vision. Like, so, it was so, uh, I don't even know the word. It just, it flowed um, in such an obvious way. And so we were sitting around and we're like, okay, so we've been, looking back we've been looking forward we've been looking in the present and just learning what we really already knew because we live it God's freedom like working for freedom challenge and getting to go on many of the events is such a privilege because God's freedom turns up every single event Mm. And so we were really just looking at what we already live, but we were hearing so many other people share their stories. And there was just this absolute conviction that this is just the truth of who our God is and who we are.
1: Mm. It's what
0: we've been allowed to reflect of him. And so when we got together and we were chatting and brainstorming and considering all of this, the conclusion we came to was was this we've looked back we've testified and we're not going to change the story and um, mm-hmm. we're more convinced than ever that freedom challenge is living freedom
1: Woo! it's true it's true right this was just such a um again i i love how you said it just kind of flowed it synced together and yeah. and The the story that God's writing through us just keeps continuing on with this freedom message. Mm. Continue on, friend.
0: And it is a great soundbite. I really like it. But it's like I said, it's the truth. We see it time and time again. So we just can't change the story. And so I asked God, tried to be a little more practical with it. I was like, what is living freedom? And I was also the wise thing to do as well as asking God seemed like, well, what have we put together um, for our theme within the actual, what it's going to look like, which Michaela has um, mm. an expert job at. And so she put together this look book. And so she's faithfully and expertly recording the podcast right now and making us all look good. But this look book, it was beautifully done. Mm-hmm. But as I was looking at it for the theme and, Um, what had been in her vision and our vision as a team the overall impression that I could not get away from was one of looking up Mm -hmm. and so I was pondering together our theme of living freedom and this feeling of looking up and I I was asking God to connect the dots because they felt significant Mm -hmm. and immediately in my mind was Hebrews 12 2 which is the verse that says
1: Isn't that absolutely, Ruth? We're always gazing up and you're always leading us to do so. Mm. <laughs> I love it. But it's not just you, Ruth, and your leadership, but it's also the heart of God. Yeah. And if I could speak a few things into this scripture and what it's like to kind of reset vision individually, but also as a team, because one thing that I love is that our whole team together had their hands on this continuation of freedom with the freedom challenge, living freedom, and to, to a few little snapshots of what you just spoke about and in this verse and why it's, it's not necessarily the theme of what we're doing, but the posture that's how i'm seeing this conversation right now is that this is the posture we're entering into you know 2023 so two things i see from this verse one is that we're fixing our gaze on jesus and we're throwing off weight and sin so it's very interesting because often we do these challenges when you have too many things in your pack and you take a journey You are weighted down. So it's so important, this posture of inspecting vision and life as we enter into new seasons, because we want to make sure that even there is no good thing that remains in our pack or journey that no longer needs to be there. So it's interesting the things that weigh us down in vision and moving forward as one we always need to be looking up and gazing on Jesus because he gives us the right perspective. But two, it's this idea of not just removing sin. That's pretty obvious if you're a person who has walked with Christ or a person who is beginning that journey. Like there's just things that that Jesus is saying, hey, as you look at me, I'd like to take that. That, that sin's going to get you off track. But there's this also this picture of weight. What might you be carrying that is not yours as a person, as a team, as a community that you need to say no to so that you can say yes to the bigger vision? And this happens really easily in life. You know, all of a sudden we're like, why do I feel so weighed down? And it's when we look up to Jesus that he actually says, because I'm asking you to take these unnecessary things out of your pack so that your journey is accurate. So it's not just sin, but it's also weight. That's really the exercise that our team has been going through. In addition to that, it's this cloud of witnesses. It's this looking up and gazing on Jesus, but also realizing that there is a company of heaven that represents all the things that are mysterious to us, right? Angels, saints, Those who have gone before us that somehow in an unknown theology that we believe, but we don't fully understand, that gaze resets how we see things. And I'm going to give you an example of why this scripture was so meaningful to me in this cloud of witnesses and this gazing. Ruth, I shared with you about this experience I had that really activated this position in my life. And it was Kilimanjaro, right? Many Mm -hmm. of you have heard about, look what the Lord has done, our anniversary climb to Kilimanjaro in which yes, at 52, actually I was 51. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I did summit Kilimanjaro, but there was this moment where I felt the cloud of witnesses affirming the work of freedom challenge and heralding the message of living freedom. And, you know, some of you may know my father passed away. He was a biblical feminist. That's a whole nother topic. He believed in women, the heart of women. And as you know, Kathy was the founder of the Freedom Challenge, and she too is in this cloud of witnesses, gazing on the 10 years of what she had deposited here on earth. But in addition to that, I had a friend who was on this journey whose brother had passed away. And I just had this moment in this climb. It was so simple. It felt like there was this beautiful viewing party in heaven, you know, in my imagination, Ruth, which you you and I both know is quite out there.
0: Spectacular. <laughs>
1: Kathy gathered up my father and Luke and just viewed and went. Look at the freedom that's happening. And it felt like, you know, whatever that looks like in the heavenlies, the cloud of witnesses, that they were seeing what was being done on earth and along with Jesus, just approving what we're doing, what we had done. So all that to say, I love this verse for our positioning, gazing on Jesus, looking at the cloud of witnesses, inspecting the sin and the weights, and then moving forward free, living freedom
0: yeah that's great i love that one thing that struck me a a year or so ago when i was reading through hebrews and thinking on this verse i mean this is a well-known verse it's thrown out all the time fix your eyes on jesus but actually nine chapters earlier in hebrews three we we're called to fix our thoughts on jesus hebrews three one therefore holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest Mm. and I remember being so struck by that that I've never heard that verse thrown out it's not thrown out like the fix your eyes on Mm. Jesus and immediately that was what came to my mind when I was pondering this theme and Mm -hmm. the question that rose up was how do our eyes and thoughts connect and how is this looking up of sight and mind important to our living freedom? Do you want to speak into that?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, you're going deeper in what you've already revealed, Whatever what the Holy Spirit has already revealed to you about this posture of gazing up, fixing your gaze, and then how that gaze itself, which is vision, mm-hmm. right? Vision to see what needs to be seen, connects with our thoughts. And pulling these two things deeper just feels like we're going, um, well, you know, I love the deep end, like we're diving deeper into this topic. And so often we can banter these words around maybe in Christian communities or whatever, and it's vision and we have a vision and, you know, we, we are meditating and thinking upon him. But like, what does that? Actually, look like like what are the deep spiritual disciplines that actually become activators to a free soul? Because we've connected what we look at, the things we see, with how that actually changes our thoughts. And then Ruth, you know, when our 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 thoughts are aligned and um, managed or the scriptural term would be renewed, right? Our thoughts are renewed. How does that actually impact what we do and what we believe? So that is really, this this piece that we're going to kind of go into deeper throughout um, the year and why vision is so important is really ultimately connected to what we gaze at is what we do. uh, impacts our thinking our thinking our beliefs and our beliefs our actions they're mm. all together in one accord so continue on tell us more
0: well I did you know what I usually do when I ask a question like that I did a quick google search um and I wrote how do our brain and eyes connect and there was a Stanford medical article and the first line of it said Our vision depends not just on our eyes, but on the full visual pathway from eye to brain. And even more clear was an article from ChadwickOptical.com that was entitled The Journey from What We See to How We See It. And their first paragraph said, Our eyes, like every other part of our body, connect to the brain. In fact, there is a literal line from the eyeballs to the brain known as the optic nerve. As humans, we rely predominantly on our sense of sight to understand the world around us. What we see with our eyes is 100% affected by and reliant upon how our brain processes the images we take in.
1: Mm. And the stories we tell ourselves Mm. and the interpretation of those stories, either seeing shackles or seeing space and freedom.
0: It's a big deal.
1: It's a big deal, and it really does tie into. I won't get deep into this, but you know, you and I know that we have um, a partnership this this year and 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 in the coming twenty twenty three year with Logos, which really has created an experience journal for us that talks about the embodied experience of freedom, what we see, what we think what our body experiences, and then the interpretation into that, our own stories, our own narratives, and really how we see God and others in the world. So that's just to say we we have some hard facts and science to this spiritual vision work, which often can feel very ethereal, like vision. Mm-hmm. It's actually more gritty and human than ethereal because it's tied up in... um our physical eyes and the way we think about things and just a personal experience, which I thought was so cool, Ruth, you and I started talking about this some time ago. And just as we started talking about it and our team, I, I had had just recently an experience that I think connects a little bit to this. And, um, and I'll share it with you just briefly. I had a, a, a situation that is a reoccurring situation with how I view and interpret a particular person, situation, and responses. And I began to notice, because I paid attention, to how I was seeing this person interpreting their actions and then defining and writing a story based on that. How I was just doing that over and over again, which is a vision issue. Because I've always seen this, I anticipate this and I'm ready for it. Mm. That's a vision issue, right? It's seeing through only my lens and predicting that what I know I've seen, I will continue to see, which is really a short sighted vision connected to my own limited human mind that says, I know this story. That doesn't seem very fair. (laughs) So I had this time where I just sat with a father sat with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we just had kind of a team meeting, similar to what we did on our team retreat. Team Tracy. And I said, I am stuck. I cannot see a clearer vision than this. I don't know how to get through this. And I was immediately brought to this imagery of Jesus coming to me and inviting me into his faith. Do you believe that if you put, if you let me put this mud on your eyes, right? Which is what he did, and when he healed the blind man's eyes, he spit, made mud, put it on his eyes. We also see something similar with the man with leprosy coming and dipping in a muddy bath and being healed. There's a humility in entrusting yourself to understand. Maybe my vision is not as accurate as I think, both personally or where I'm going and those limitations. And it was almost like Jesus was saying, you have limitations. I want to clear them up. If you trust me to put this mud salve on your face, you're going to begin to see things the way that I see them, therefore interpreting them accurately. So I sat there and in my mind, I just went, okay, Lord, you're putting this mud on my eyes. You want me to see clear. And I have to tell you, there was something about the humility of doing that and humbling myself and saying, I don't see clearly and connecting it to God that from that time on, things are becoming differently about how I think about that situation and the limitations I saw on it. And consequently, I'm seeing breakthrough from what we would call maybe chains or you know lack of freedom. I'm seeing breakthrough in that relationship. And it really is my prayer that as I experience that, that this movement and all of us would begin to Allow our vision and our thinking to be touched by heaven so that we can have a clearer mind moving forward into living freedom and the freedom God wants for us.
0: Hmm. Oh, it's a great practical example, and honestly, I feel a little challenged by it Mm -hmm. Um, because it's work, it's work, yeah, and it is humility, which is easy to have in some situations but not in every situation Mm. and sometimes it's hard to even have a choice because of the pain that maybe is surrounding certain situations and circumstances but what I love about your story is just the kindness of God Mm. because it does bring freedom and um, I remember him challenging me Mm. one time that I had become bitter about a situation. And I was like, really? I don't think so. But if I have, here's reasons why that would be legitimate. And he just gently whispered, hey, I would love the opposite of bitterness for you. Mm. Do you know what that is? And I kind of laughed and I was like, sweetness. (laughs) And he was like, no freedom. Mm. And I was like, oh. But it's takes work to yeah. journey that and lay down in some ways our rights
1: because
0: mm-hmm. we can hold on to our rights and be wrong.
1: Yeah, it's true. And when we yeah. see differently, we think differently, and then that leads to freedom.
0: And I believe, I do believe in this moment of time for me personally, but also for the world at large and for Freedom Challenge as a whole, that God's throwing down this gauntlet. He's issuing a challenge and inviting us asking us to live free in our minds as we look up asking us to allow him to shift our vision and our thinking because there is a kingdom way of thinking Mm -hmm. and living that leads to abundant life Mm -hmm. that jesus came to give us Mm -hmm. but as we've said it takes work
1: yeah it does and the work that i think is so beautifully embodied in the freedom challenge is this dual nature and there's you know, there's so many dual natures. I think about earlier our conversation, like what's happening on earth, what's happening in heaven. They're both simultaneously dual happening, activating, you know, what's happening in the woman that participates in the freedom challenge. What's happening in the woman we or child we do not know in another place in the world for freedom. What's happening in the now What's happening in the not yet of the kingdom? All of these things are simultaneously happening, but we're a part of them. It's not apart from us. This freedom, like God chooses to activate freedom in our life as we participate with him. Sometimes we just want him to say, okay, it's all better. Like in the case of me with my muddy eyes, I still have to pull myself into saying, how do we see this, Lord? How am I putting this into my thinking? How am I choosing to move forward in freedom? And as you said, it's not works, but it's the work of God and freedom in us. God wants to partner with us in this freedom. And that's really what he does in the freedom challenge, right? It's this partnership, our challenge, their freedom. God's doing in something in us as he's doing something in the world. And so often we want to show up in the world and maybe be like, um, victim or victor, how about if we're just in the journey with God toward freedom as sisters and we're working this out with fear and trembling? And I think that's much of what we're talking about right now. How does that look in the everyday life of a Christ follower and necessarily in the world and in the freedom challenge? So what else do you got to say, my friend?
0: I just, I think that's beautiful. I love that image, that you know we sometimes just desperately want it to be black and white but actually it's a little messy and entangled (laughs) it's
1: so true
0: I say this a lot I feel like we're not saying anything different and yet we're throwing out a different vision for 2023 but like you said I think God just he doesn't want to let go because there's so much within Mm -hmm. this that he just has taken us deeper and we have been on this journey, feels like I feel like I have been on this journey to learn this truth for such a long time. And sometimes I think I'm failing, but that's probably because I see a journey as a straight line. And so much of the way that God sees a journey is circular and taking us in different layers, like walking on paths that it's, it's not, just to get to the end point and we've made it, it's that God is so Mm -hmm. deep that actually, even if I do feel like I'm going to succeed in this vision in 2023, he's probably still going to be talking to me about it in 2024 and 2030 or, you know, like whatever, because he's, (laughs) there's so much of this that we might not know, but I feel like he's accelerating it in this year. He's provoking us and, a beautiful way with a question, how much is living freedom worth to you? In Proverbs, we're told it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out. And God keeps saying, you know, you're royalty, you're children of God. And he's inviting us into this journey of a lifetime. Let's seek it out. Is it worth Mm -hmm. it? Is it worth seeking it out? And could it be that there's an actual Mm -hmm. open heaven to this now because it's what God keeps talking about? I, I believe it is. I think it's connected to a rest of soul that will reveal to us how to be a people confident in who our Abba Father is to us, through us, for us, and in us. Will we be a people willing to lay down our own efforts and go harder than ever before after a renewed mind and sight? So Tracy, work your magic, break <laughs> this down. How do you see this practically unfolding in our challenges for our freedom sisters? And how will living freedom be fostered and what's to come this year?
1: I think one of the verses that keeps reoccurring in you and me and really just felt, it just felt right in our heart was that Galatians passage that says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. And it's again this repetitive. I love how it's twice because we're going freedom challenges living freedom. <laughs> we're not changing the story. So it's for freedom that you have been set free. And then love this, stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. How quick is it for us to go back to the places that we have let go of and that we've been broken free of. And again, even in in my own situation, I may have shared this testimony, but it is to me to not go back into that thinking and activating that lack of freedom thinking, but to move forward into what God has for us. But with that, that scripture really being an anchor verse that um, I think sums up a lot of what we're walking into, but some of the things, the activities, so like, I think it's important that... When we were talking about what do we need to take out of our backpack or put in to walk out the vision that God gives us, for us at the Freedom Challenge, we are inviting people into the activities we have chosen to keep in our ministry to keep in the movement of passionate women that will propel us forward into that vision. And so, this is some of those things. The first thing I want to talk about is our. Um, Micah 6 Bible study challenge. And I want to start with that because I think all freedom really does come from the Word of God. And as we've talked about many times before, biblical literacy is disappearing. So we want to always bring people back to the vision of the Bible to direct the vision of their life. So Micah 6. Um, Bible Study Challenge is the reboot of the Bible study that we released last year, Lisa De Silva from Arise Ministries Collective, and I co-wrote a Bible study that really guides people into two things, if I could sum it up, biblical literacy, how do we actually look to the Word of God for direction, for vision, and biblical justice which Micah 6 is the definition of biblical justice. What does the Lord require of you, O oh human, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So we're rebooting that Bible study around small groups that will start in the spring. And together, there will be opportunities for women to join a Bible study in a community, walk through those six weeks together, clarifying vision for their own life, biblical vision, biblical literacy, and then together doing a physical challenge while raising $2,000 as a team that will then be sent to all of the wonderful ministries of OM that we, the Freedom Challenge, get to support. So that is exciting. We're rebooting that. You can find more information. There'll be things coming out about that on getting to be a part of that Bible study. And you know, Ruths, we just got our Bible study, which is on Amazon, but the Bible study challenge you will register for. We just had a church that requested to purchase 500 of those Bible studies. And how exciting is that message going out? Again, I believe that it's part of living freedom because it's teaching us from scripture what it looks like to do justice, which is fighting for the freedom of others, love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. This is a big part of living freedom in this next year. And connected to it is the work that we will do on our podcast. Now, I want to clarify something on our podcast. We're going about this a little differently this year as we move into season three. Are you kidding me? We are going to be doing our Living Freedom podcast theme, which is going to parallel with the Bible study. So I will have some pretty fabulous subject matter experts who are going to weigh in on what it looks like to do justice, what it looks like to love kindness, what it looks like to walk humbly with your God, and how that points to living freedom. I'm excited about that. We are going to have a little bit of a delay in our podcast schedule. It will They will start in the spring. And um, so during this time between January, now this podcast, and the start of that series, there will be a few prayer podcasts that you will facilitate for our regional challenges. But um, we haven't forgotten about you listeners. We're just going about a different um, format and vision this year. So what else is coming up? that we can lay out for a living freedom. That's going to kind of hone that message. Mm,
0: yeah. Excited to talk about it. And yeah, I love that you brought up the verse that we're feeling drawn to this year. And it's for freedom that Christ has set us free um, to no longer be slaves. But, you know, the chapter before says that because we have the spirit within us to cry out, Abba, Father, we're no longer slaves because we're children Mm. and heirs and it's because Mm -hmm. we're children and heirs that we lay down the slavery Mm. and that is for me just the sum up of this living freedom like know who your father is and know what he calls you and that is just it's just freedom challenge for me this father this god so relentless as he works for our freedom as well as the urgent freedom of others, like the both and truth that you were talking about, the now and the not yet um, that we see time and again. And this, the reality is that this living freedom can only happen in community with God at the center. And that's who we are. And that's what mm-hmm. these challenges offer, community with God at the center.
1: So, the- Can I pause you there? Yes. Would that be, Would that be do good, do more and do it together? It sounds
0: like it, yes. <laughs> so drum roll, please.
1: Our okay.
0: <laughs> first challenge that's coming up is the Arizona Challenge on, in February. February the 11th, to be exact. It's the Super Bowl weekend. And there's two sign-up opportunities, actually three. There are two hiking options, a moderate five-mile hike and a more difficult 10-mile hike. And then there's a prayer challenge taking place at the Simple Farm in Scottsdale, which I'm super excited about. Mm
1: -hmm. And for
0: you indecisive ones like me, and you can't decide between hiking and prayer, then if you do the five mile hike, you'll finish a bit earlier and can come and join the prayer challenge.
1: I love it. And can I say that the Simple Farms and this venue and the Super Bowl, this is going to be a superb opportunity for women. It's coming up quick, so I think it would be important to say that we've actually lowered the fundraising on this one to 500 to make it more accessible. Um, and that will be one thing that sets this particular challenge, regional challenge apart is because it's coming quickly, we have needed to make that uh, more reasonable for our sisters who will be joining us. Yeah.
0: And this, uh, this is going to be a powerful challenge. It's our first challenge um, and I really, the fact that the prayer challenge is combined together with it, I really feel like it's going to set mm-hmm. us for the year with this live and freedom cha- theme. I just, God's really going to do something. So the sign up information will be in the show notes and we highly encourage you to sign up. And both Tracy and I will be there at this challenge. So we would love to see you. Then the next one will be a Florida challenge, a 10k beach hike, beach walk on April 1st. So yeah, that's going to be great. And there'll be more information on that on the website. Um, July 8th, there's a Tahoe challenge. That's the first time we've had it there. Is that right?
1: That is right. And the team of women that have surrounded this challenge Came from first timers last year in the California regional challenge. So that's pretty exciting. I think sometimes these events become catalysts for women to see how they can be a part of something, maybe forming it or um, being a part of um, leading that, that these accessible regional events really are to be um, earthy, present, local. Yeah.
0: That is brilliant and the thing is these regional challenges tell your friends and just come because we are not lying when we tell you that God just works mm-hmm. relentlessly for our freedom and these are beautiful spaces for that to happen and then in September or sometime in the fall we'll have another challenge again in Georgia um, so mm-hmm. yeah all mm-hmm. the links to these challenges will be posted in the show notes you can find out more information you can register but basically, the challenges cost 150 to register because 150 is what it takes to set a woman and child on a pathway to freedom. And then the prayer challenge is a little bit of an exception. It's a $50 registration fee and an invitation to fundraise. But the notes hold the information and we would love to invite you to join us.
1: Mm, I love it. Actually, um, I think it's important to note that all the funds that are raised through our platform that you get when you register, so you can invite your friends to supporting you and um, contributing to your fundraising efforts, all of those funds go to the Mission of Freedom Challenge. So it's important to know and to communicate to people that their funds are set aside specifically for the projects that bring restoration rehabilitation, development, and prevention to women and children, which is beautiful. I always like to make sure that's clear. Um, With the regional challenges, we actually offer to use those. Um, You would pay your registration fee, but be absolved from the fundraising if in fact you are doing the Catalina or the major challenge for that year. I also want to note that All of these challenges have mechanisms for scholarships for women who would maybe not be able to do the $150 registration or need help with um, a challenge. One of them is called the Kathy Anderson Scholarship Fund, which goes in our founder's name toward all major and international challenges. And then the Hagen Foundation has sponsored scholarships for our regional challenges, so Essentially, when you apply for that, that covers a portion of your registration, and then you can focus on the fundraising for the projects. So the Catalina Challenge is our major challenge for the year. Um, You will find all the information in the show notes. It's in November, early November and um, I'll tickle your ears to actually go to the website by not sharing all the information. But this will be an opportunity to see the beautiful Catalina Island in Southern California, which is where I live. And um, this will be um, walking essentially the island. We have two options. You can backpack it, making it more challenging, or you can have a, a geardrop, We already have women who have signed up for this. I would not hold off too late, but intertwined in this will be a prayer team available for women to come and pray on site there in Catalina, um, as well as um, the spiritual formation pieces of living freedom intertwined into that. All of the activities really will have that theme present in them. In addition to that, we have opening up at an undisclosed time our 2024 challenge. I just want to tip my hat to that. And that is going to be the Camino from Portugal to Spain. This is a um, pilgrimage, a spiritual pilgrimage. All of you go check it out online. You can find out about the uh, Camino anywhere and everywhere. But We are working out the details of that, and that should begin to be opened. And the reason why I share that with you is because it really does connect to our champion program. And our champion program was formed for women who really wanted to continue being a part of the Freedom Challenge, but needed to um, create um, a system of almost like a savings account, Ruth, for the future challenge that they would participate in. So For those of you who already have your mind on participating in 2024, the Champion account is great because it allows you to personally invest $30 or more into your own Champion account, and that then is transferred to a challenge that you would do jumping you ahead on those fundraising goals. And what's wonderful about that is you're also obviously supporting the ongoing efforts of the Freedom Challenge, but it's serving your efforts as well. People can give to your champion page, like your birthday and um, or Christmas or whatever. So you could really be stockpiling and preparing for the things that are to come finally, there's always invitations into prayer because we are not going anywhere without the precedence of prayer. Um, also, um, you can register for our living freedom newsletter, which will be connected to the show notes so that you can just be in the loop of what's happening. Um, so Ruth, I think that lays out the framework for where we're going and the opportunities that our sisters have to join us. As our time is coming to a close, I think you should wrap us up in the beautiful Ruth-like way you always do. Thank
0: you. And it's been a privilege to be on here and for Tracy and I to personally invite you into our 2023 year. And we look forward to seeing you with us. But earlier in the podcast, you heard me say, this raises the question, how do our eyes and thoughts connect? And how is this looking up of sight and mind important to our living freedom? So, I want to throw out a challenge, a prayer challenge that we can take with us all throughout 2023. I am going to try and take this with me all throughout 2023. So, take a moment now and look up. One way you can do this is go outside and look up, look at the sky, and remind yourself that the one who created all that you see is your Abba Father, a Father who we are told. Loves to give good gifts. But another way is right where you are. Obviously not if you're driving, but in a safe place, find a place to sit, close your eyes and breathe deep in and out. And as you're breathing, imagine yourself looking up. Keep going, keep breathing. and just with your eyes closed, just just tilt your head, just look up. Now imagine. That Abba is in front of you. His hand is outstretched and he's inviting you to sit with him. Breathe deep in and out and imagine yourself sitting with Abba. For me, I'm on his lap. I'm wrapped tight in his arms because that is my safe place. For you, it may be sitting on your knees or cross-legged in front of him or walking side by side, hand in hand together. But however you see yourself in this place, ask him two things. Daddy, how do you see me? One word is usually enough to give you something to ponder for quite a while. The other question, Daddy, how do I see you? And my encouragement is this. Get a journal for 2023. Entitle it Living Freedom. And spend the year asking God these questions and wrestling to believe his answers. Asking yourself, if how he sees me is how I see me. Or if the answer no, ask God practically to walk with you to change this view. Bill Johnson, I heard say once, don't allow yourself to have a thought in your head about you that God doesn't have in his head about you. So in this space, as we allow him to lovingly correct us and we get to repent, change the way we think, let's journey into this living freedom and allow others into this journey because the truth is we all have blind spots and they are just that places we cannot see, places where we need others to show us a side of God's love that we wouldn't be able to see without them and to see what we're believing about ourselves that are blind spots to us. Tracy, you're someone who does this well, and I want to say thank you for how you do that in my life
1: and how you do that
0: for us as a Freedom Challenge team.
1: Mm, Man, I'm going to do this exercise, my friend, even sitting here in my closet. Yes, that's where I am. (laughs) Um. I am experiencing an anticipation of freedom. Thank you, Ruth, for time well spent to set up this year with Clear Vision as a movement. And for all of you listening today, let's reset our hearts to gaze up, have an impact our eyes, our thinking, our beliefs, our actions into living freedom. And until next time, let's continue to do good, do more, and do it together. God bless.